Welcome back. This is Sam. And this is Corrine, and we are two Onk Dogs. This week's episode, we're going to be focusing on Hodgkin's lymphoma. We'll talk about both classical and nodular lymphocyte predominant Hodgkin's lymphoma. We're going to go to, into all the important details on the pathology, the staging, knowing what doval score or criteria is when we talk about PET scans and Hodgkin's lymphoma. And of course, the treatment for early stage, advanced stage, as well as relapse and refractory Hodgkin's lymphoma. Yeah, so... Just like testicular cancer, this is very high yield. They love to ask questions on this and really important points to know. So what are some basics of Hodgkin's lymphoma that we should start with? Definitely. So this lymphoma occurs mostly in adolescent and a young adult population. The peak ages for that are about 20 to 24 years old. There is a bimodal distribution. So there is a second peak in the elder years, but really I think most vignettes are going to focus on that AYA population. A second thing that we should think about is when we're treating an AYA population, we need to think about big picture, um, like long-term toxicities of the chemotherapy drugs we're going to give. Also, we need to think about things like for fertility sparing prior to chemotherapy. Another highlight of Hodgkin's lymphoma is that there is an increased incidence seen in patients with autoimmune diseases, as well as HIV. So this can be in your vignettes. Although this is a Hodgkin or this is a lymphoma, we thankfully have a very high survival rate and it's about 85 to 90% in all stages. That makes this topic extremely high yield. Again, similar testicular cancer, they kind of parallel this. If it's highly curable, it is high yield for test questions. You should know them. The last little tidbit before we move on is knowing what B symptoms are. And B symptoms are defined in Hodgkin's lymphoma as having unexplained fever greater than 30 seven degrees Celsius, drenching night sweats, unexplained weight loss, which is defined by greater than 10% body weight in the past six months. So these are all little tidbits that I think we should know before we dive deeper into details. Yeah, absolutely. And so can you tell us a little bit about, about the pathology of Hodgkin's lymphoma? We know that we have a lot of questions on pathology in our heme boards. Definitely. The big thing to know first and foremost about the pathology in Hodgkin's lymphoma is that you have to have an excisional biopsy. In lymphomas, you cannot do an FNA, which only pulls, you know, some cells. You really need that excisional biopsy to be able to see the architecture of the lymph node and to make the correct diagnosis. There are two main subtypes of Hodgkin's lymphoma. The first one is the one that we all hear about and probably know the most about, and that is classical Hodgkin's lymphoma. These cells are going to be CD30 positive as well as CD15 positive. There's four subtypes of classical Hodgkin's and they are nodular sclerosing, mixed cellularity, lymphocyte depleted, and lymphocyte rich. This is the classic Reed Sternberg cell that they will definitely or can show you a picture of. These cells are large and they have bi or multinucleated um, cells within them. They contain large acidophilic nucleoli. So the pathognomonic is that owl eyes. They're looking right back at you. Google one of these pictures, commit a Reed Sternberg cell to memory and know that it's associated with classical Hodgkin's lymphoma. The other type of lymphoma, Hodgkin's lymphoma is nodular lymphocyte predominant. This is actually the opposite when we stain and they're negative for CD30, negative for CD15, but positive for CD20. And instead of seeing the Reed Sternberg cells, we see popcorn cells in the nodular lymphocyte 
diabetic predominant Hodgkin's lymphoma. So I think those are two very important distinctions and cells to know. Yeah, very, very high yields. And so how do we stage Hodgkin's lymphoma? Our workup and our staging for Hodgkin's lymphoma needs to include a CT chest, abdomen, pelvis, or really a PET CT scan. We also can do a bone marrow biopsy, but the PET CT scan does show marrow involvement of Hodgkin's lymphoma. And labs that we need to send for is ESR, HIV, a CMP, a CBC with diff, and of course, a pregnancy test in women. Again, we're dealing with an AYA population. You need to think about these fertility things. Another thing that we think about in Hodgkin's lymphoma is the IPS score, which is a prognosticating score, and you get a point for each of the criteria. Um, a mnemonic for this is called SAW-MEAL. So the S is stage four, the A is being an age greater than 45 years old, the W is having a WBC greater than 15,000, M is for being a male, E is for erythrocytes or having a hemoglobin less than 10.5, A is for albumin less than 4, and L is lymphocyte count being less than 600 or less than 8% of the total white count. And so with the IPS score at five-year overall survival, if the score is zero to three based on the points, the five-year survival is 80%. And if it's greater than four points, it drops down to 60%. So still pretty darn high, but this does risk stratify us. The other way that we look at staging is, of course, our more classical staging of cancers. And so a stage one Hodgkin's lymphoma, it has a single lymph node region or a single extra lymphatic organ or site. So this is stage one, single lymph node, single organ. So think one, one, one. Stage two is having two or more lymph node regions on the same side of the diaphragm or localized involvement of an extra lymphatic organ or site. So again, stage two, two or more. Stage three is having lymph node involvement on both sides of the diaphragm with localized involvement of extra or, or having localized involvement of extra lymphatic organ or having a site like the spleen. Stage four Hodgkin's lymphoma is diffuse, disseminated involvement of at least one or more extra lymphatic organs. So this can be our bone marrow, it can be our liver, it can be our lungs, and this can be with or without lymph node involvement. And each stage that we have, they have a few categories that we add to them. The A category is if you do not have B symptoms, so you can be a stage 2A. On the B is if you do have B symptoms, so you can be a stage 2B. E stands for having extra nodal extension, and S stands for having the spleen involved. So we have stage one through four, and then we have a few letters that correlate with having B symptoms, not having B symptoms, having extra nodal extension, or having the spleen involved. Yeah, that's a great overview of the staging. And then on PET scans, how do we score or assess the lymphoma? This is a great question. And we read PET scans a lot in Hodgkin's lymphoma. And so there is a standardized way of how we talk about the PET scans in this type of cancer. And that's called the Deauville score. So score one means that there is no uptake. Score two is uptake less than the mediastinum. Store, score three is having an uptake greater than the mediastinum, but less than the liver. And scores one through three are considered remission. 
And score four is having moderate uptake increase prior to or compared to the liver. And score five is having uptake markedly increased compared to liver. And scores four and five mean having active disease in Hodgkin's lymphoma. And then what do, how do we treat Hodgkin's lymphoma? So in a basic sense, and we'll dive into details after this, is chemotherapy and radiation. And so you've intrigued me. What are these chemo regimens that we use in <laughs> Hodgkin's lymphoma? The one that everyone needs to know in the knee-jerk sense is called ABVD, and that stands for adriamycin, bleomycin, vinblastin, and decarbazine. This regimen does not decrease women's fertility, and it may rarely affect men's fertility. So again, thinking back to the AYA population, and fertility is a big thing, especially in a curable cancer. You need to know about pulmonary toxicity with bleomycin, and you need to know about cardiac toxicity with adriamycin. The second regimen that we talk about in Hodgkin's lymphoma is called MOP, and this is Mechlorothymine, vincristine, procarbazine, and prednisone. It is equivalent to ABVD, but ABVD is much less toxic, so we prefer to use ABVD. MOP has high infertility rates. And the last regimen that we talk about a lot is called BIACOP, and this is a whole alphabet soup. It is bleomycin, etoposide, doxorubicin, cyclophosphamide, vincristine, procarbazine, and prednisone. We use BIACOP when there is unfavorable or advanced Hodgkin's lymphoma. So if you start with ABVD or if someone's already in a difficult situation, BIACOP is the more escalated chemo regimen that we use in Hodgkin's. Yeah, that's a very high yield point. And it's really important to know, like Sam said, the fertility, they like to ask those kind of questions. And so how do we treat early stage Hodgkin's lymphoma? So these are the stage ones and twos. Again, at its simplest, we treat them with chemotherapy plus infield radiation. In more details, if someone is favorable risk, we treat them with two cycles of ABVD, and then we get a PET scan. On the PET scan, if we have DOVA one or two, you can give one to two more cycles of ABVD, or you can give 20 of gray, 20 gray of infield radiation. So I remember this as being early stage favorable two cycles and 20 gray, two and 20. If the PET scan shows a doval score three, you need to give four more cycles of chemotherapy. You can drop the bleomycin and you can give them AVD so that they have less lung toxicity. If on that PET scan, the patient is a doval four, so they have active residual disease, you can give ABVD or you can escalate up to BACOP. So remember, if you still have residual disease, you can give them more chemo, keep the bleomycin in, or you can escalate up to BACOP. If the patient has unfavorable risk, there's varying definitions of what unfavorable stands for, but at its basics, this is bulky disease greater than 10 centimeters, having B symptoms, having a high ESR greater than 50, or three or more sites of disease. You do two cycles of ABVD, and then you get a PET. If they're DOVO one through three, so they're in remission, you can do two more cycles of ABVD, and you can give 30 of gray infield radiation. If they're DOVO four, so they have residual disease, you escalate up to be a cop for two more cycles, and then you give infield radiation to that bulky area. And then how do we treat stage 
threes and fours or our advanced stage Hodgkin's lymphoma? Yeah. So in advanced stage Hodgkin's lymphoma, you use ABVD for six to eight cycles. So again, that's the simplest form. If we break it down in a little more detail, ABVD, you can give them two cycles and guess what? You get a pet. If they're Doville one through three, so they have no residual disease, drop the bleomycin, give them four more cycles of AVD. If they're a Doville score four to five, so they do have that residual disease, you escalate up to be a cop for four cycles. You can also consider switching or giving brentuximab AVD for six total cycles. And you can also consider doing infield radiation for bulky disease greater than 10 centimeters. So it should kind of make some sense. So you do two cycles, you get a PET scan. If you don't have residual disease, you can give a little bit, maybe less intensive chemo. If you get that PET scan and they have residual disease, you escalate up to be a cop. Yeah, absolutely. And you want to avoid that lung toxicity if you can by dropping the bleomycin if they have that good response. And so how do we define relapse or refractory disease? So if it's, If the patient is greater than 12 months after a complete response, you can repeat their chemotherapy they had before. If a patient's disease comes back less than 12 months after a complete response, or they have primary refractory disease, you move forward with salvage chemotherapy. If the patient is chemotherapy sensitive, so if you get any response to further chemotherapy, you consolidate with an auto stem cell transplant followed by brintuximab vindotin, which is an anti-CD30 maintenance. Remember in classical Hodgkin's, they are CD30 positive. So we have a monoclonal antibody against CD30. Hodgkin lymphoma cells also express a high PDL1 and a PDL2. So that should ring our ears up. And they are also a highly inflammatory microenvironment. So you can consider giving immunotherapy to these patients who are relapsed refractory with things like pembrolizumab or nivolumab. Yeah, I actually think we did have that question on our exam. And so this was a ton of detail on the treatment of classical Hodgkin lymphoma, but what about the treatment of nodular lymphocyte predominant Hodgkin's lymphoma? So in nodular lymphocyte predominant Hodgkin's lymphoma, this tends to be in younger males and it presents as a more indolent disease and actually sometimes asymptomatic lymphadenopathy. Because this is an indolent course, it also means that they can have very late relapses. So these patients require a long-term surveillance. Again, remember these cells are positive for CD20. They are negative for CD15, negative for CD30, and that's the opposite of classical Hodgkin's. Our treatment for nodular lymphocyte predominant Hodgkin's lymphoma is if they're stage one and two, you can observe them if they're asymptomatic because they have this long indolent course, or you can treat them with rituximab, anti-CD20, plus ABVD for two to four cycles, or you can also do infield radiation. If they're a stage three to four or have very bulky disease, You can utilize anti-CD20, rituximab, ABVD for six to eight cycles and do radiation to that bulky greater than 10 centimeter site of disease. And so what do we need to think about in the survivorship population of Hodgkin's lymphoma? 
So again, these are young patients. We need to think about the long-term toxicities of our chemotherapy. And these can include things like secondary cancers given alkylating agents, infertility, cardiac, and pulmonary toxicity. We also need to think about the long-term toxicities of radiation, which is secondary malignancies, need to initiate mammograms or breast MRIs 10 years after treatment in the women that we treat. And they can, these patients can also have accelerated coronary artery disease. They can have heart failure um, leading to heart attacks. They can have hypothyroidism if their thyroid is in the radiation field. They can also have pulmonary fibrosis if their lungs were in the radiation field. So we just need to be aware of the cardiac um, toxicities of both our chemo and our radiation, as well as the, all the other toxicities. So that was a wonderful overview of a very detailed high yield topic with so much to cover. So what are our key takeaways? Our key takeaways for Hodgkin's lymphoma is that classical Hodgkin's lymphoma cells are CD15 positive and CD30 positive. You need to know what a Reed Sternberg cell looks like because they can show that to you and ask you this long vignette. If you know what the picture is, you already have the diagnosis in your head. The diagnosis of any lymphoma, including Hodgkin's lymphoma, requires an excisional biopsy of the lymph node. Hodgkin's lymphoma has become highly curable and it affects our AYA population, so we need to be mindful of those long-term toxicities of chemotherapy and radiation. The use of PET scans really does guide our therapy. So remember how we utilize the double scoring cutoff. And again, one through three is remission, four and five means active disease. In early stage classical Hodgkin's lymphoma, we treat in the easiest sense, chemotherapy plus radiation. In advanced stage classical Hodgkin's lymphoma, six cycles of chemotherapy is really what we utilize. In relapse refractory treatment, it depends on the timing of that relapse or the refractoriness, but you can consider repeating chemotherapy, doing chemotherapy followed by auto stem cell transplant. Think about the utilization of brentuximab vindotin, which targets CD30. Immunotherapy also works in Hodgkin's lymphoma. And lastly, nodular lymphocyte predominant Hodgkin's lymphoma is the exact opposite of classical Hodgkin's lymphoma in that it is negative for CD30 and 15, but positive for CD20. It acts much more indolent than classic Hodgkin's lymphoma, and it can be treated with rituximab plus chemotherapy. Yeah, they really like to present those CD20 markers and remember the nodular lymphocyte predominant. Definitely had a question on that. And so as always, thank you for listening. Good luck with your boards and please feel free to reach out to us on our Twitter or our Instagram, which is 2OncDocs. Happy studying, guys. Have a great week.